I am declaring a stage one alert. Melissa, we got a tornado touching down, heading straight towards Helm and Klein. It's gonna hit the nuclear plant. This is gonna make Chernobyl look like a firecracker. We are not going to let this happen. I need some help here. Jake, damn it, listen to me. The place is gonna blow. Oh, dear God. everybody my name is andrew and i'm mark and you are listening uh, to television movie night your home and resource for made for tv movies it's january it's 2021 and your favorite is fellows it? well I, I supposedly your favorite fellows are here so what year what year do you think it is andrew 2020 2020 2020 2021 okay. 22 20s all the way down just 2020s 2020 2020 2022. Tony, 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 Tony has done it again. 20, uh, again, the old joke is it's uh, the, we're doing 2020 again. It's 2022. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Mark, how are you? How was your Christmas? How was your new year? Andrew, uh, my new year's was wonderful. I um, went to bed at around 11 o'clock. Good call. Got woken up by uh, fireworks going off outside of my building fireworks and in, in, in italics West hollywood italics quotation marks are we sure we didn't mean gunfire it was fireworks it was fireworks oh. that were rattling my windows from exactly 11 55 to 3 a.m so hours of just boom 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 and i was like what are you assholes celebrating <laughs> it's gonna be more of what you just got whoa if whoa. not a lot worse that's not true yes Things have already changed for the better, Mark. We don't have to test anymore. No more teachers, no more books. No more <laughs> test dirty looks. Sure. I have to get tested. Well, I got a rash. Oh, yeah, I got a fucking rash. Uh, uh, how was your Christmas, Mark? Christmas was wonderful. I spent several hours cooking. Mm -hmm. Um the most rewarding part of the whole thing was one of the guests who didn't know who I was, uh, an older woman said, and you're a chef as she was eating my food. And I was I like, said, Nope. Yes. Just to show off. Oh, <laughs> um, so I felt really excited about that. He should have said, yes. No, he said, you should have said, well, the rat that controls my head is a chef. Yeah. Do a little marionette thing. <sighs> How were your holidays? Did you get it? I'm sorry, I'm the one talking here. Did you get any good gifts? Uh, my, I got a, I got a very good gift, not from a friend, from a work associate. Okay. <laughs> it was a, uh, it was a book on uh, TV movies from 1969 oh, to 1999. That's wild. That yeah. seems like a very helpful resource. Very helpful. Very knowledgeable. Great. Great co-worker wouldn't say that's nice no, of that person any more than that uh, did you get anything else from this co-worker <laughs> I, I got the assurance that we would be going to see weird al in september in september what, I, what i've heard is what i is what i was assured uh we'll see if the country it's 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 it just like the the washington mutual promise that it's free checks for life yeah only the life of the bank yeah, is we'll that uh, promise that. so 
these tickets, only the, the life of the performer in the theater that he's performing at, I believe. And the society that he exists within. <laughs> I, that is true as well. Uh, how was my Christmas? It was fine. It was, um, it was fine. We'll leave it at that. I enjoyed okay. myself. It was nice seeing everybody. Uh, I, I don't know. I get, I get wistful and a little down Oddlin. when I get, uh, when I go home. Yeah. Cause it's just like, well, fuck. I'll say it. <laughs> like it's one of those things you fly back to Los Angeles and you're like, this place sucks, man. What are you talking about? It's sunshine every day. Uh, sure. Uh, as I can see from my, the, the dirty window from my one bedroom apartment. That costs, uh, tw- what, what is rent up to now? 3,500 a month. It's how much, how much does a one bedroom cost nowadays, Michael? Uh, Well, I don't want to preclude you from uh, exploding with information, Mark. I was given a a fresh bulletin here. Andrew. The news desk that Mark Gonzalez at the news desk had something very important to tell us. I have have something very important. Andrew, I need your participation in explaining this. So I'm going to send you two pictures. And I need you to describe these pictures to the tr- jury, to the audience, to whoever. To whoever, to God himself. All right. So I, I got a record player not too long ago. Of course. I'm into the LPs. Yep. No EPs. Ordered- only, L- only LPs. Only LPs. So I ordered this. I'm sending you a text message of an oh, image. <laughs> you can't send it through Zoom? Is that too much to ask? I don't, I don't know how to do it. Oh, my God. Here we go. All right. Here's what I'm looking at. Uh, it appears to be a album from Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Uh, New Jersey's favorite son entitled Devils and Dust. He's looking very despondent. There's a, 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 a sticker in the top right corner that says we are vinyl. Bop, 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 bop. Uh, along with his uh, with a, a mailing address down here. It looks like this is the package you opened revealing this album. Yes. Now, Andrew, I have sent you a second document. Mm-hmm. It is a close-up of the address. <laughs> and I need you to read the return address for the for the people at home. All right. Okay? All right. Here we go. I've got three bubbles right now. It's on its way. Tiny bubbles. I wouldn't, be surprised, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a message that I can't send this to you because it's too explosive. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, the return address in the top left-hand corner of the sticker, 300 Omicron Court, Shepherdsville, Kentucky, 40165. Andrew, I looked at this, and I said to myself, oh, my God, I can read the Matrix. (laughs) This blew my mind. 300, Mm -hmm. as in the Spartans that stood against an overwhelming force. Of course, yes. Perhaps like some Patriots did one year ago. Hmm. Well, uh, I I, I can't go along with you. Yeah, okay, all right. Obviously. Soldiering forward. Omicron standing opposite the 300, a tool of the enemy to disrupt the goal of those 300, and the album itself, Andrew, who has taken this country, Devils, by what means? 
I don't know. A court, perhaps? dust? Is that what you're... Maybe maybe a court, maybe the Supreme Court, Andrew? Uh Uh-huh. Shepherdsville, Shepherds leave Sheeple. It's all there. It's all there. Well, the the, the Supreme Court thing is the the one I don't really... Well, they could have stepped in and they didn't. Well, they... But they... they, Yeah, I guess. But the Congress is the one who has... The one to certify... Everybody, everybody has abdicated their responsibilities. Oh, okay. All right. So, um, Shepherdsville, and- Kentucky, guess where you live right now? You live in the United States of Shepherdsville. You're a sheeple. I've been, I've been, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't I live in Sheepville then if that was the case? I, I'm not the shepherd. No, you're the, sh- well, I'm the sheep. Yeah. But if you live in Washington, District of Columbia, that's not named after the people of, the of america that's named after george washington the people that run you i see okay so the shepherds are the one where i live i live in the capital city of of the sheep country yes all right okay um andrew the well the the facts are all here you opened our eyes this all the answers are all there the answers are all there it's explosive mark no if this episode airs, I'll be surprised if it if airs. Without, if you're not, if you're not dead within the week, to be quite honest. Yeah, if it airs without both of us dying, I will be kind of disappointed. Listener, we should have prefaced this. Uh, pull your car over before <laughs> we get to this part of the episode, because find a bathroom because you will shit. You you're will gonna, shit it's, the second you hear this. You're this is some heavy stuff, but um, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you cracked it. I wish I'm glad it wasn't it, true. I wish it wasn't true. Did you? Did the album have any uh, other secrets in it? Did you play it backwards? Did the boss tell you something, anything? Or did he uh, only tell you that Clarence had been a good boy and that he's getting a new and saxophone? That he, he was getting a new saxophone, yes. So, I mean, <laughs> tune in next week and you'll hear what uh, what it means when Bruce says that, spring, that Santa Claus is coming down the Holland Tunnel. Because, <laughs> oh boy, I don't think you're ready for this. Uh, I think I've made that joke about four separate episodes. Uh, And it's always good. It's always good. Speaking of always good, Mark. Television movie night. That that can't (laughs) be right. That that can't be right. (laughs) Scroll up, please. Scroll up. Uh, Your home and resource for made for TV movies in the month of December. Of course, we watch Christmas movies. But now we're in January 2022, which which means what we have to look forward by looking by looking back (laughs) yes last year we looked 30 years into the past this year we're only going to look 20 years into the past a scant 20 years and which is wild mark this that was my freshman year of college it's nauseating to think about that (laughs) uh yeah i'm dying we look back to movies that were released in the year of our Lord, 2002, 2002, for those keeping score at home. And we start this week, this month, this year. Today. <laughs> in the future, where you'll be for a very long very time. Very long time. With a film from TBS. The Superstation. The Superstation. The Mothership. Yeah. Entitled Atomic Twister. Comic Twister. And we're going to talk about it like this segment I like to call, well, <laughs> what do you know? Oh, 
Mark, Atomic Twister, which sounds like a really sour candy. Oh no, that sounds like a uh, that sounds like something someone would do to me during uh, gym class. <laughs> Did you, hear the, did you hear they got Mark with an atomic twister? Ooh. Oh, I thought that Can was only lock? that was only theoretical. <laughs> an atomic twister premiered on June 9th, 2002 on the Turner Broadcasting System, TBS. This Presumably was... on either side of this were reruns of Mama's Family and uh... Atlanta Braves baseball. What I was going to say, is, is, is it possible that this was preempted by a Braves game? Well, this is probably the rain delay that they had in their pocket for Braves baseball. <laughs> this starred uh, Mark Paul Gossler. Zach Morris. Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell and Franklin Orbash from Franklin and Bash. I <laughs> never quite determined which one was which. We actually don't even know if either one of them are. That's Franklin, true. Franklin and Bash could just be the name of where they work. That's or like where Riz- they hang out yeah, at. Rizzoli and Rizzoli and Isles could could be like a. I'm I'm gonna guess it's like the name of their car and like the dog that they have. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, also, later seasons of NYPD Blue. Mm-hmm. That's on there. Right. Also starring Sharon Lawrence. From NYPD Blue. From NYPD Blue, as that's right. She's Emmy nominated. Yeah. For best uh, supporting Lawrence. supporting actress in a drama. Also starring Carl Lewis <laughs> from the Olympics. Yes, Olympic r- sprinter Carl Lewis. Gold medalist Carl Lewis also in this film. I don't know if he won like an auction or something and. You think it was a got a, got a walk on role? You think it was a make a wish child go goes wrong where he's like, all I want is for Carl Lewis, and they're like to come and visit you, and he's like, no, to star in a movie about tornadoes. And I want like, him to be in a tornado movie, and they're like, ooh, you got. I think it's. Right. I think it's. There was a kid named Carl Lewis, and they got confused. <laughs> I want to be in someone I named wanna, Carl Lewis wants to be in a tornado movie. Well, with, with Zach, with Zach from Saved by the Bell, and so they called up the Olympic sprinter Carl Lewis, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, all right, that sounds fun." And and uh, the guy from the episode of Seinfeld where they go to L.A. Yeah, uh, this was written by Ron McGee, who is a co-executive producer on shows like NCIS Hawaii. Wow. Rizzoli and Isles. We just talked about that. And also the writer for the unauthorized Saved by the Bell story. Oh, my God. So this guy, he's got all the inside dirt. He had the think, dirt. Do you think uh, Do you think Gosler gave him the dirt? And he was like, oh, I, I got to turn this in. I think I think he he wrote. He's like, we wrote this. We wrote this role specifically for you, Zach. He's like, well, my name's Mark. It's like, sure it is. And then I'm out. Yeah, this then I think his name is. And he's like, don't please. And please. then just pumping this guy for information at the craft services table. Yeah. So like, you know, what was up with like Lisa? He's like, well, that was her character's name. He's like, yeah, I know. But like, you know, what was up with her? Like, would you say that she had like some problems behind the scenes or how would you describe it? I wouldn't. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Get back out there. I'll fill in the blanks. Fight that tornado. Lisa was doing coke off of Screech's butt crack. There we go. Send. Send. 
This was directed by Bill Corcoran. 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 Uh, who directed episodes of a show entitled Mutant X. Mark, are you familiar with Mutant X? Yeah, it's the one that we watched where... No, um, it was not the one we watched. There's like X-Men characters. Yep. yep. And um, Jim Carrey's in it. Yeah, that wasn't called Mutant X. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, Mutant X, apparently Marvel licensed their like comic what have you like the the spirit of the x-men comic book that was, series that, that was the legal document you can use what, you know what have you the idea of like mutants but no like specific characters and apparently this was a syndicated show that was on in like you know on weekends in the middle of the day sure after Xeno warrior in, princess yes in that in that vein uh, that was in the Marvel universe, but I don't think any specific characters other than mutants. Well, I, I remember this was like, I remember reading about this in like Entertainment Weekly, that this was part of the like deal with Sony was, you know, like who can, who can Sony use in their Spider-Man movies? And they're like, well, one thing they can never use is the word mutant. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's just a word though. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like droid where that's like a a specific or yeah, Vulcan or something. Yes. It's like, mutant is a thing that occurs in nature. This it's like saying you can't use the word Sam or the name Sam ever. I'm like why? <laughs> well, we have a guy named Sam. It's, you can't do it, man. You can never do it. Uh, well, he directed episodes of Mutant X. Also directed the movie Left Behind Two. Oh, is that the one with or without Nick Cage? I want to say that is without Nick Cage. I believe that's when we get the uh, Kirk Cameron. Oh, so it's the TV version. It's okay. the, yeah, it's the straight to DVD version, I believe. So that's that's what we're dealing with here. Mark, before we uh, jump in and describe what the fuck an Atomic Twister is, what did you think this movie was going to be about? Andrew, I think you and I thought it was going to be about the same thing. There's a tornado. Yep. It eats up a um, either. I mean, I actually thought this was more. It was going to be more in the vein of atomic train where I was like, there's a tornado that eats up a bunch of atomic waste and they have to get stuff out of the way before it. Right. Because a force of nature is coming. That is not it's not just a tornado. It will also irradiate an entire swath of the community. Yes. So it's not it's not going to be enough to hide in your basement. It's still going to get you. Yeah. I thought, you know, you hear the phrase atomic twister and you think to yourself, uh, I I think we're spoiled on the idea of a sharknado or, you know, megalodon versus whatever, that it's going to be something dumb. It's yeah. a tornado full of sharks. This is a tornado full of atomic waste that if you're caught in its cross path, not only are you going to get a fence post through your ass, you're going to end up with cancer on top of it. <laughs> yes. Andrew, is it possible that we overthought it? And they were like, no, it's a tor- ma- tornado made of atoms. Well, I mean, isn't every tornado made of atoms? Well, sure. Well, I guess. Is, I mean, is the wind made of atoms? You tell me. You tell me. I'm not a scientist. 
do your own research. I'm 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 done. I've been mailing away for my own research from 300 Omicron Court, <laughs> Shepherdsville, Kentucky. That's the thing is you got to start you got to start mailing to it now. Yeah, it's like this island Earth. You've now figured it out, and if you just re- respond to the return, what do address, I do with the interocitor? <laughs> yeah, the, eventually they're going to send you all the parts, and then you have to build the interocitor. Three thousand and sixty-two parts. Three thousand sixty-one, sir. Sixty fifty-nine. Uh, all right. Well, let's find out if this goddamn tornado is going to run amok, wreck, wreck some havoc. Act one, Mark. It's farm country. And uh, they... Act one, interior. The beginning of Twister. <laughs> well, act one, it's far... We're here in farm country, but they've also turned on the Oh Brother Where Art Thou color filter. Yeah. They said to that. themselves, man, that's really cool how everything is muted except for like the reds and the, the blues of this thing. Yeah. it's But it looks kind of cheap, to be honest. No, it looks very cheap because they didn't use the actual equipment. They just they just kind of raided it all down. A tornado roars in the distance while a child looks out the window of his house. And uh, guess what, Mark? That tornado? It's coming right for us. Oh no! I'm sorry. It's it's. I can't. uh, I can't turn it. It's 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 on. It's locked in, man. Andrew, the tornado sent me a letter saying it was coming, but I didn't. I, I called its bluff. <laughs> I said, you don't have the stones. Well, it's uh, knocking on their door and uh, this kid gets scared and his him and his mother run outside towards the cellar, which they should have been in in the first place, as opposed to just watching. Think. Like if you could see it in the distance, don't you think you should get out of the house and get into the cellar now? I mean, I've never been in this situation, but that's what I would think. That's is what this, I would do. Is this one of those things that people in Kansas and Oklahoma like scoff and like here we are too, like us, us with it, earthquakes? Exactly. Like I just kept doing what I was doing. Yeah, I, I you it rumbled a little bit, and I just kept pooping. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think, yeah, if they're like, unless that thing's right at my door, I'm not going to do a goddamn thing. Our plumbers, uh, my plumber also said the same thing. He was like, why did <laughs> and it was like it rumbled and then I kept pooping. And he was like, well, your, your pipes don't just rumble, man. Well, uh, they are when I'm there. <laughs> uh, they run out to the cellar, but the winds kick over some power lines onto the cellar, blocking off the entrance. So the two of them turn around and start cutting through a cornfield. Yes. The kid runs uh, and hides underneath a thresher. The mom runs up and she's like, hopefully there's <laughs> enough room for me under that thresher. The mom says, quick, go hide under all those sharp metal objects. Yes. And he says, you got it, Ma. Hopefully this doesn't backfire in any way. Well, mom comes running up, but the tornado the tornado's fast, all right. You it's don't faster. Think, you don't think it's it's like it's like seeing a train. You know, you're like waiting. They always tell oh, you. I would say it's 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 like Carl Lewis. It's about as fast. And you're I like there, say, there's no way there there's no way that that tornado is going to cover a hundred meters in under nine seconds. Not a chance. Well, surprisingly, it does, and it catches mom up in it, and uh, the kid is. Got mom by the hand and she's like, ah, ah. he has little kid hands. He can't yeah, he's, do got, he's got little kid hands and he's, he's like, you should probably hold on to the thresher instead of my hand. Yeah, but it's too late. Her grip slips and she says, see you in hell. 
The son says, when you get to hell, tell him Thresher sent you. And then off she goes uh, to twist to the land of Oz, apparently. To twist the night away, just like Chubby Checker would have wanted. But we fade from the story into an interior of a living room where a kid is telling the story to some other dweebs, some other uh, fucking uh, brats as a scary story. That's yeah, fun. Andrew, the way that but <laughs> the way that we get told this, we come in from the kids telling the story and he says there was a tornado and the kid and the mom ran to the thresher and the kid got under it and the mom reached out and the kid tried to hold her, but he wasn't strong enough and she got sucked up and he never saw her <laughs> again. Ooh. And, I, ooh, and I was like, what a shitty story. And then, and then the kid got out of the thresher, and then, and then, and then he found a pot of gold because there's a rainbow. And the leprechaun was there, right? Uh, and then, and then, and then he had a dog, and it talked. So then we see the mom from NYPD Blue. That's she right. She walks in, and she's overhearing this, right? Mm-hmm. And she gets this look on her face. And at first, I was like, "Is she just overacting?" Because the look on her face is like, "Oh my god, there's something wrong with my kid." When it's like, no, he's just telling a scary story. But then thinking about it as I watched it for the sixth and seventh time, Mm -hmm. I was like, she's just like, oh, my God, my kid's dumb. He doesn't know how to tell a story. (laughs) Give us some characters. Tell I mean, just what's the kid's name? The mom. Come on, man. There was a tornado and they ran like that's just just dumb. That's give me the give me the details. The the windows shattered behind them. It explodes in a hail of shooting all over the place. Mom, you covers him with her body, taking the blows as as they she looks like a stegosaurus on the back. Streaks of blood coming off her arm as shrapnel from the window cuts her up. Something something something. Said that they ran outside. They've had under the thresher the the body got sucked up with a tornado the end that sucks kid it's terrible rewrite yeah it's not even good first attempt just no. that's a that's a page one rewrite start over we fade to a house outside mark paul gossler jake is uh big timing some girl while well, he uh, walks her to her yellow car to yeah. her yellow volkswagen and he's like, hey, baby, that was cool. He's like, oh, man, it gets so hot out here. Maybe I should take my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, also, my nipples are chafed, so they look like big pepperonis right now. And she's <laughs> like, oh, my God. That's weird. It's like, no, baby, it's sexy. Also, I have back knee. Is that sexy? No, no. Oh, my chest hair is so patchy. <laughs> Just like my beard. She's like, oh, I'm going to go. Well, Jake's outside big time and some girl. He's like, don't worry, baby. I'll give you a call. <laughs> Meanwhile, inside the house, Corinne, who is uh, Sharon Lewis, the mother in this circumstance, is watching this through a window along with uh, Stacy, a babysitter, a babysitter. and Campbell. Campbell. I love your hat. Campbell. (laughs) None of this is creepy. Who's the real? This really bothers me because it's it raises the question of who's the real monster here. 
the dude who's having consensual sex and walks a girl to her car or the family that walks yes. through a window the, the neighborhood and judges hen- angrily the neighborhood hens in their coop watching like, all look of this. at him look at them enjoying their bodies how dare they how dare that young man uh have consensual sexual relations with women disgusting well jake is the neighbor here this is mark paul gosler he's outside shooting some hoops can't wait until that neighborhood app comes out oh man when next door comes out i am gonna tisk tisk as loud as i can corinne comes out and first of all this is when you'd say hey i got an idea fuck you <laughs> so he's shooting some hoops some post-coital hoops he's you know you know how we do this is why you and me are always I, this, you know, yeah there's any sh- any <laughs> shooting horse andrew i actually hate to say it but anytime anyone has seen me playing basketball i have just had sex which is why no one has seen me play oh, basketball that's <sighs> <sighs> You're like, but when I do, man, that game of 21 is going to be off the charts. Yeah, I'm just going to kill it. So she comes over and she... is like, hey, by the way, I noticed, I, hey, you're playing basketball. Good. That's cool. Got to gotta keep that fit bod. Hey, my son in my house looks out my window mm-hmm. and observes you doing stuff in your home. And I want you to stop doing that. And what is like, what is it that I do? You have consensual sex with women. He sees the sex. No, he sees you walking women to their cars. And I tell him that you're having sex with women. No, hold on a second. So all he sees me do is literally walk a woman to their car. And then I go back inside and that's right. it. And, and you're upset about this? Yes, because I have to have a conversation with my son about sex. Well, no, wait a minute. Why? Because you're, are you trying to be difficult with me right now? I, no, I'm not. I'm legitimately just, I, I just came out here to play basketball. Let me, let me explain something to you as okay. a mother. Yeah. As oh, a mother, okay. All right. I, if I guess my I, son, have, I have no dog see, in this fight anymore. As a son, if my son sees something happen, I have to tell him that it's because it's something dirty and sexual and he should be ashamed of his body. All right. Well, and that's I, your fault. So how about from now on? Uh, you be as ashamed of your body as I believe everyone should be. Well, I uh, I own my house. And this is my property, so right. I and I but, I don't but, know if I'm doing anything wrong, but no, I, you you do know you're doing something wrong. I just told you because I walked a woman to her car. No, because I have to talk to my child. So would it make you feel better if I didn't walk the woman to their car? Yes. But I'm still going to tell my kid that you're having sex. Okay, well, (laughs) you got me dead to rights. So, yeah, Corinne is upset because she thinks that her son is getting the wrong impression by like three times removed. Someone else is having sex somewhere. Miss Heraju is having a sex. (laughs) Also. Yeah, she might as well get angry about like stories about like. Yes, like a, she, she doesn't like that she he's watching well be, episodes of Three's Company. <laughs> no, she might as well be angry about like Kramer versus Kramer, where she's like. She's like, there's a child involved. So couple, obviously. So obviously sex happens. So I don't want this happening. 
Well, uh, she's also upset. She's upset about that, but she's also upset about the fact that uh, uh, Jake here told the story, told the story about the the tornado (laughs) to her son as well, which she feels like is, oh, my God, he'll be up for for uh, for weeks. That scary, horrifying story about that the kid ran into the thresher and then the mob got sucked up as a sort of, you know. It would be great if he was like, what What was the story? And then she told it the way he did it. And he was like, he didn't, he didn't say it like that. Like, did he leave out the part about the sky turning red? Like a big red, like a, like blood was pouring crimson, out of the- A crimson sky, did he say like, that phrase? Like the, like, the, like the sun itself had been stabbed with a sphere, with a spear. And she was like, no. And he's like, your kid might be dumb that uh, the force of the winds nearly threw them before they even got out the door. They, they understood Every how step was, was a, a painful march out into the cornfield. Yes. Nothing. The, none of that. Mother, the mother prayed to God while the son realized that they were talking, that it was God himself that wanted to kill him. <laughs> was it that? Did he mention any of this? Cause I put some effort into this. Yeah. Did, did he say they asked for God, but God was already there. Yeah. No, she said it was like. <laughs> this is he said. Oh, Those blow real hard, and then and then she got sucked up with a tornado. And I, he said, Ninja Turtles showed up, <laughs> and they said that he was the coolest guy ever. And now they wanted uh, him on this the team. that's embellishment. That is, okay, I can that, tell you right now, that only partially happened in my story. That, it was Splinter himself. Splinter, okay? the master of the Ninja Turtles, came and said that he was a cool guy. Not the Ninja Turtles themselves. They're, they're completely they're doing story. other stuff. They live in the sewer. All right? Not a cornfield. Master Splinter was there hunting the shredder. Anyway, your son's a liar. <laughs> your son's a liar, and I'm going to go do more people. So Corinne's upset at Jake. Because she feels like he's, he's living setting, his life. He's setting a bad example, example for her for son, her son, for her son, despite the fact that like she's like, he looks up to you. So I would appreciate it if you would go and sleep at their house rather than have them come over to your house, which is like. Again, lady, fuck you. I'm not like, fucking I, him on your couch. That's like, the thing. I don't I my house. The literal only thing I'm doing is walking to their car and I'm a single guy. So I I don't I don't know what your problem is here. Also, we also don't we don't it's not even like an it's apartment where it's like hey, no, it's a legit screwing. No, it's a legitimate house, house, your house, and about 18 feet of space in between. And yes. you're coming down on me. Lady, I don't I fine, fine. Yes. I will be that guy who has to be like, come on, baby, let's go back to your place. And it's like, oh, because then you got to go. And she's probably got or like she three. has roommates or she, maybe she has roommates. And she's got a cat. You're just like, this is all. OK, like, so now I need to bring my clothes over to your. Place. I got to I got to pack it relationship. Now I got to pack an overnight bag and then just I got to leave that in my car. Hey, it's going to be the, it's going to be my least favorite shirt. So then I'm I got to wear my least favorite shirt after I do it. God. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't like sleeping in beds that aren't my own. I'll be very clear on that. So then I have a California King that I paid for so that they can have, they could be in the, they they could be be in the the, living room. They are literally on the far side of the continent. I can neither see nor touch them once it's time to go to sleep. All right. (sighs) Oh, 
Well, but no, you want me to be a good influence on your son. Okay, sure. fine. You're, you're a fucking snoop of a son that's spying on me through the window. Why don't you? Te- Here's an example to set. Stop spying on your neighbors. But yes, I'll go sleep at their house. Maybe they, maybe they have a roommate. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, Hang on. on, the roommate hears what's happening. They, they get impressed. They get concerned, but they're also like, I wonder what's going on in there. I what's going on. They come in. Then, they see well, everybody is happy. Then who know? Okay. All right. All right. All right. right. Okay. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to, I didn't want, I, 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 was, go. gonna, I, I go. was gonna shoot this idea down, but no. <laughs> no, well, I'm liking what I'm hearing. Tornado weather is moving in, and we find out that Corinne works at a local nuclear the neighbor, power. The, plant. the roommate is a chef. <laughs> okay. We wake up, we all have we wake up, we have delicious in the morning. We have some delicious crepes oh my god oh bananas my god. and caramel maybe they maybe one of them has nutella one the other one might, has you know cinnamon what? apple no i like the savory so oh, i get a little, I get ham, a little, little meat little, little egg rare. okay we fold that in but they go sweet they go they got a little bit of sweet tooth they, they don't believe me if they're after me they like hey, the sweet tooth. Hey. all right am i right and then the majority of this, the conversation just involves him describing the crepes for the next like 20 minutes. Yeah, he's kind of forgotten that he's like, they they go to the shower and do, I don't know, whatever. But, you know, but I'm the, I've got the leftovers. So, the crepes, I, so I have I, a couple bites. I have a couple bites of the sweet one. I'm like, oh, that is good. But I do like good. and then but like you want to start the day off right. You get me little 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 hash browns. I like that, but I also like the diced potatoes as well. So the, they're silly. they're they're asking where I am as they're as they're as they're showering their bodies down. And I'm like, I'll be right there, baby. I've got the batter. I've got the just the just enough to cover the spoon. I just lick that. It's delicious. It's not too sweet. Mm-hmm. She meanwhile is like she has left a, a good yeah. 15 minutes ago. She moved. She has moved. <laughs> The kid's still looking out the window as he's just like passionately describing how he's a delicious crepe. The the raw dough used to make a crepe while two women are soaping each other up in the bathroom. And look, I know it's not an American tradition, but it is a European tradition. You do a little arugula salad on the side. That's a great way to start your morning. You've got it's some good. coffee. It's light. It's, it's light. light. You're ready to go. You put a little lemon on it. <laughs> just come, come away from the window. Come away from the window. I, I, you know what? Don't you can look to anyone. Don't look to him. Corinne goes to her job at the nuclear power plant and runs into, ladies and gentlemen, it's security guard Carl Lewis. (laughs) Now, Andrew. Yes. I've, I, I've been tricked before. All right, all right. (laughs) I've seen a Joe Brown. Mm -hmm. I've seen, um, I've seen professional athletes. I've seen, I've seen a Nordberg. You've seen right, a Kareem seen, Abdul-Jabbar. Yes, I've seen professional athletes put into movies, and they're there clearly just so that you could have the name. How do we establish? In uh, sometimes. This How do we establish in this movie? Jim Jim Brown has been in movies, and he's a pretty good actor. Yes, Jim Bra- Jim Brown was definitely not a good example on my part. Please cut it. Um, <laughs> How do we show that this is not just a passing thing? We need to show that this Carl Lewis fellow is going to be a big part of the movie. Well, Corinne shows up and she says, hey, it's my favorite security guard, Carl Lewis. Carl Lewis Lewis opens his very poorly assembled security door shack. He's like, hey, Corinne, my favorite employee. How are you? How's the sun? And she's like, good. How's your family? 
And he's like, ah, my beautiful wife, who I love very much. And I hope to see and again my, very soon. Who I will see very soon. She she's was wonderful. sick, but she's well now. She's wonderful. Along with my sparkling daughter. I love them so, so very much. And when this shift is over, I will give them a big, beautiful kiss on the forehead. And thank God that I have access to my family, my health, and the love and support of not only my family, but my coworkers as well. Also, when I kiss them, when I kiss my children on the cheek, their, their cheeks will be illuminated by the soft glow provided by atomic energy. <laughs> Nuclear so these power are all things is the real will, love of this movie. These are all things that will never disappear. <laughs> my children, my love, atomic energy, the Yankees, <laughs> opera. Opera, and it's law. Law, and the uh, 2020 games. The, yeah, the Goodwill games. Yeah. Never going away. <laughs> like, all right, I thank you. <laughs> The, the gate just keeps closing. That's the other thing is like, it keeps opening. Like, I have to, I, I'm, holding, I'm kinda... for, holding for four seconds and then closing again. And he's like, it's on a timer. I don't, I'm sorry. You're going to have to listen to my story, but you have to get the pull forward when it's up. Meanwhile, inside the nuclear power plant, a guy named Potter is giving a, a tour to local boy scouts outlining how horrific nuclear power is. <laughs> Basically, I do like, I did like this scene. <laughs> Pointing to the pool of fuel rods saying yes. these fuel rods are spent and they need to be cooled in, in water for the amount of time that we're holding onto them. And then we're going to bury them in the ground for like 500,000 years. 500,000 years before and it's it, safe again. Hopefully by that point, they'll have become inert and we don't, we won't have to worry about them. But if, the water isn't in the pool we're all dead because the heat from these things is going to kill us all yeah if if the cancer doesn't get us first no i was gonna get to this later the heat that they're experiencing is cancer is radiation (laughs) so spoiler alert for the end of the movie but (laughs) from my cynical standpoint but like I kind of like this that they're that they at least took the time or the writer at least took the time to be like, how do we give like a child's lesson on what uh, what nuclear, nuclear power how nuclear it, power works? And it's like, what, what, what the, if actual children were there and I, they were I, like, OK, that kind of works in the scene. I feel like this is like a I feel like I've seen this in a movie where, oh, it's Jurassic Park. The nuclear reactor scene. No, in it's Park? it's uh, you have to explain what the stakes are, right? Yes. And this is what this guy's doing. He's saying, if shit goes bad and there's no water in the pool, we're dead. How do you explain that in the movie? Well, you have a tour of children doing that, right? Well, how does Doctor Grant explain what the fucks up with a Velociraptor? He literally explains it to a child while trying to scare the hell out of him <laughs> with with a, a knife a claw saying it'll slice your belly open and then eat you alive yeah so but in this circumstance if this this is how shit's gonna go bad if there isn't any water in that pool we're all gonna die keep that in mind that's what this movie's going to keep reminding you over and over and over again anyway uh we cut back to the house where campbell 
uh, is being left to, to his own devices with Stacy, who is a teenaged babysitter. <sighs> and Andrew, uh, this was the thing that made the whole movie. For here's me. <laughs> the other. Here's the other plot thread to keep in mind. Uh, no water in the pool. Everyone dead. And boy, oh boy, Campbell, who they, is what would you guess? 11, 12? If that's nine, 10, 11, yeah. something like that. Uh, is trying to bang his babysitter and Campbell is a huge perv about it. Campbell is the world's biggest creep about is the world's biggest creep. So again, the, it, it made the mom's look that she was like, Oh my God, it's not enough that he's a creep. He also yes. can't tell a fucking story. It'd be one, th- it'd be one thing if he was creepy, but he had like a talent to tell a story that could, you could try and you like know, you could kind of move gap. forward a little bit and have something to offer, but God, he's just a creep. These are two disadvantages that I don't want to be a part of. Yes, he's uh, uh, he's making eyes. Like uh, Stacy is like hanging clothing on like a like a drying rack or something like that. <laughs> yes, but you also have to. The other thing is, and I, one of the things that I love about our show, and I mention it all the time, is that. TV movies are this perfect snapshot of the moment. And so she is dressed the way that we were told sexy people dress in 2002. 2002. So she has a like crop top, very close knit. She has these pants that go up past her belly button and are very tight all the way up. up. And then they flare out and it's like, that's what you wear when your babies like anytime I'm taking care of a child, I'm it's wearing filthy sweatpants, filthy and like, sweatpants and a duster because I'm like, they're going to puke on whatever I'm wearing. It's yeah, I've got a poncho on. So yeah, I look like the man with no name. I want to just hose it down. I'm just going walking through, just touching people's hands, uh, knowing their future. <laughs> that's what you're going knowing for, the right? Crimes that they have committed. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. And then I stalk them, in it, but it's only children. And it's like they stole the cookie from the cookie jar. Oh, they're, they're just... dead. They're dead. <laughs> uh jake offers some advice he's like hey don't be a fucking pervert okay no it would be great okay so quick rewrite on this scene yes the kid goes over to jake to play uh one-on-one jake just goes just takes the kid to the paint he's just knocking him over he's just Boom, boom. Yeah, every shot the kid takes, he's just smacking it out. He's dunking on him. It just humiliates him. Django jump jets all over the place. All over the place. Uh, And then the kid's like, you know something about women, right? And Mark Paul Gossler says, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) And then he says, well, can you help me with a woman? And he's like, I guess. I don't know. And then he points at 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 the babysitter. Yep. Okay, quick rewrite on this scene. In the movie, he says she's too old for you, right? (laughs) Which causes problems later on in the movie. (laughs) He says, he says she's too old for you. Focus on, he doesn't even say focus on women your own age, right? He just says she's too old for you. He basically says, says it's nothing but trouble. He says, uh, as my father used to say, you're not a man until your dad says you are. Which is a bit of a sore spot with him because their father left him. Yes. But basically he says, look, man, you're still a kid. Enjoy being a kid. Don't have to get into sex stuff. All right. But he doesn't say that. He sets up this weird dynamic for late to occur later in the movie. My rewrite was like he should it would be cuter and more endearing 
if he pretended to treat him like a peer and he was like, oh, no, here's the thing you got to understand. She's a coworker, you know, or she's she's an employee. She takes care of you. You can't you don't want to cross. Don't shit where you eat. Don't eat where you shit. You know, Mm -hmm. look somewhere else and kind of divert him in another direction. That would have made me like made him a little more endearing. Maybe the kid is like, oh, that's advice. But instead, he's just like, when I tell you, you can have sex, you can have sex. Yeah. Which is what it all amounts to. And I was real creeped out. Yeah, it's uh, it's an uncomfortable scene more than anything, especially since uh, we're because the camera is also ogling her. That's true, too, because she can't be more than like 17 at this point. Yes. In terms of what the character's age is. And they only moved there like a month ago. And here's. Uh, what does that have to do with it? Well, it it makes it seem like, especially since Corinne had this conversation with Jake, that it's like, my son looks up to you. They've only known each other for 30 days. But yet here comes here comes uh, Campbell to be like having this conversation with somebody that you would expect to be like an older brother figure that they've known for a while. Sure. Instead, here's a month, you know, thing. And Jake is imparting this like fatherly wisdom on a kid he's known for 30 days. This is like if somebody you saw a kid in your apartment every once in a while in like the laundry room for a month. And then they came up to you and they're like, Hey, I want to bang this older woman. What do you think? And then you tried to be a father to them. It's weird. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, uh, gentlemen, start your engines because <laughs> the race is on. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, it's weird. But I'll, I, I think the bigger <laughs> the kid is such a creep about it. Like yes. if the, it, it would be one if the thing kid if, was if the kid was like, hey, I don't have anyone to talk to. I'm nervous. I, I don't know what I'm feeling. That type of thing. And he was like, oh, you're sublimating your feelings, whatever. You know, like that's very upper level like that's that's that that would be the subtext but instead he's just like yo can i boom a sig (laughs) i want to get with that baby hey you ever hit that (sighs) yeah i'm gonna (laughs) it's that's the like gross energy that this kid is putting out there yes and it 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 is it is creepy because it's like it's one thing if he's like it it, yeah if it was disney channel movie-esque where he's like I want to hold her hand or I want to put my arm around her shoulder. And he's like, Ugh. but instead he's like, I'm going to feel a booby. <laughs> I'm going to get all up in them. <laughs> that baby's going to sit somewhere. That's for sure. And you're like, oh. he's like, and he points at his crotch yeah. and you're yeah. like, what are you no. doing? <laughs> Takes the cigarette, puts it around his head. No, he take he sets up a C stand. <laughs> snakes around the cigarette which i thought was kind of actually pretty cool but all right so jake goes to the gym and gets yelled at by his ex-fiance ashley and then he also gets called into work this is this is one of the most ineptly done scene he's yeah so he's uh, working out yes and he's also with his uh one of the ladies that he's with so because he's playing the field, he's a single guy. He's not engaged sure. anymore. Sure. He's working out and he's yes. kind of getting friendly with one of the ladies there at the gym. Ashley, his ex fiance, sees this from across the gym and complains to her lady friend who's next to her saying like that bitch. He's already 
tomcatting around, even though we broke up like I don't know three months ago. Part part of the problem that I have with this scene is that every and I believe I I have to assume this comes from the director or the casting director or someone, but every woman in this town appears to be blonde, yeah, white, Mm -hmm. and with like legs that go all the way to the ground. So the girl that he's making out with at the gym, another girl looks looks very similar, a lot like her (laughs) is like, how dare he? And the person that she decides to talk to is another person that looks a lot like her. I originally thought that she was complaining to the person that he sent off in the car earlier. It's real weird. And I have to imagine that the casting call was like, Look, whichever of these four women do the best read is the one that's going to get cast. And the other ones are going to be in the other positions. Like, well, we have different body. We have different types of people. And they were like, no, give me four identical ones. No, it's Bill Corcoran going up to her after this and being like, so the studio needs the money that that you said that you had. (laughs) Oh, Eddie. I gave you everything I had. Uh, Ashley goes up to Mark Paul Gossler and says, you bitch, you fucked me. You, and he says, no, no. Well, but also. No, the the entire experience fucked you. (laughs) That's what you should be mad about. Apparently they broke off their engagement because Mark Paul Gossler said, we never set a date. They were going to set a date for June, but she's like, what year? Seemed like he had cold feet. Sure, didn't necessarily sure. want to get married or he did want to get married, but just wasn't it wasn't as involved in the process as Ashley would have preferred. Mm-hmm. In the midst of all this, Mark Paul Gossler gets called into work because he's a deputy yes. in this Tennessee town underneath the sheriff, Corbin Burnson. <laughs> Uh, Andrew, did you notice anything bizarre about the Corbin Burnson's uh, introductory scene? That he just he walks into a room and he yells and then he leaves. And that's basically what he does the entire movie. He walks into a room where another deputy is like trying to operate a copy machine or something. The other deputy is one of the Rohirrim I recognized instantly from uh, Return of the King. He's mm-hmm. gambling. And he walks out, he yells at gambling, and then he looks basically just an inch above the camera lens, uh, Corbin Burnson. makes sure you know that you're looking at Corbin Burnson and just like kind of takes the moment in and is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he turns around and he leaves. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was too distracted by the set design that every, every single... Uh, interior, somebody has hung a Tennessee Titans flag. There's well, one at the gym. There's one at need, the house. There's one that, at the police station. There there was a Tennessee There's one that's like in a window, which I thought was really funny. I think it's at Mark Paul Gosler's house, right? Yeah. Like in the basketball scene. And I, was, and I was thinking, so is he a scumbag that doesn't afford, that can't, that doesn't buy blinds? So instead he puts up a Tennessee Titans thing. And I was like, that's a detail. But then you lose that because Tennessee Titans posters seem to be everywhere, including the nuclear defense center. Yes. It's yeah. In Washington, DC, there's yeah. a big Titans. Uh, flag. I, I mean, they have, 
Their fan well, base, their fan base. Here's the rub. The country. Here's the rub. Corbin Burnson is not only the chief of police, but he's also Ashley's father. Uh oh. So it seems like Corbin Burnson is giving Mark Paul Gossler a hard time because he's not his potential son-in-law anymore. Anyway. Uh, meanwhile, we cut back to the house and Campbell has decided to bust out some twister with the babysitter. Okay. All right. This is Ugh. again, this scene could have been done better because Campbell is playing. He's just bouncing a basketball and the babysitter goes, do you want to play a game or something so that you'll stop doing that? And he goes, yeah, as long as I can pick. And she says, all right. So he grabs, he sprints over, grabs Twister, and is like, we're playing this. My rewrite is he pretends like, um, okay, sure, whatever. Uh, how about Clue? Oh, you know what? We, don't, we don't, have 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 cards. Cards. don't have the cards. Okay, well, uh, you know, shoots and ladders. I mean, it's a little bit of a kid's game, but like, oh, wait, the dice, the dice. I mean, is Monopoly fun with two people? I and then like she not. comes over and she's like, how about Twister? And he's like, brilliant that's what that that's a why didn't I even mean, know i forgot we had it that's incredible. i wasn't even gonna but <laughs> if you want when in rome it sounds like you're on board i guess i could be persuaded so then they play twister and then again the camera ogles her body very much so and like again he's he's like snaking around her but she's just yes it's in it's the grossest, uncomfortable it, the grossest pervious way the way to fix this for me is He's doing like an inverted Spider-Man, like a bullet time type thing. And then she's like right foot green and she just kind of steps on it. Yeah, that like every time she it's just always right foot. And she's like, it's like she's doing the hokey pokey. And meanwhile, he's like standing on his head. Hold like, on. I think I got this left yellow. Well, left green. OK. And, she, and she's like, there there is a closer spot to you. You can you. there's one right like, there. No, I can do this. I, I got I got, I got this. I got it. Well, the Instead, phone ring. it's like, you know, it's what, weird. Wouldn't it be funny if a nine-year-old was the biggest perv on the planet? Yeah. I mean, I guess this is in the age of a American pie, uh, kind of seeing a resurgence of this kind of gross out stuff. It's uncomfortable because it's he is so young. Out. It's uncomfortable. That's what I'm saying. But like, you got to give him a characterization. And apparently this is it. Yeah, but you could give him that characterization while still, it's so much, I don't know. I, I always think it's funnier to have a guy have be, have gross ambitions and then fail consistently because then you can laugh at them. Well, that's that's a good movie. That's a good note. This oh, is, this I'm is, sorry. Mark, we're talking about Atomic Twister. I don't know if you remember <laughs> you're this. You're right, you're right. Hang on, let me, let me grab my bad notes pen. And uh, yeah. Anyway, phone rings. Jake answers it. No, not Jake. Phone rings. Campbell answers it. It's mom. She's like, uh, shit's fucked here, I guess. I don't know. I'm at work and it's a Saturday. But then the winds outside because the tornadoes are blowing in uh, knocks out the phone lines at the power plant. Uh Uh-oh. Right. What do you do? Jake, uh, Mark Paul Gossler decides, well, we can't get through to the power plant because he notices and sees that there's been a tornado touchdown right outside mm-hmm. the plants. And he's worried. We have to go warn the power plant. There's a tornado right outside. Act two. The tornado gets the jump on Carl Lewis. <laughs> so security guard Carl Lewis is like, okay, All looking, right. looking bad out there. Huh? 
I'm going to go ahead and just slide this piece of plexiglass. <laughs> well, safe and sound in here. Well, uh, he decides to step outside and look around because he's like, boy, oh boy, it is getting, it's cats and dogs out here. Yeah. He steps outside. We cut to a POV of apparently the tornado. <laughs> As Carl Lewis turns around and goes, oh, oh no. My God. <laughs> and they're going to eat me. <laughs> he sprints because that's what you want to see. Not long enough. That's the thing. It should have been. It should have been. It's like he's like the flash. He is just off. Well, (laughs) you expect that he might outrun the tornado. Anyway, uh, the tornado catches up with the world's fastest man here and just throws him into the atmosphere. Me, which I I wanted to see more of. I wanted to see more Carl. The waste of Carl Lewis. Corinne is like, man, cats and dogs out there. She tries to go outside because she can't she can't make a phone call from inside the control room. She tries to use her cell phone outside and she's like, it's a boy, personal, it's a yeah, personal it's, call. It's a it's personal. Weird. It's it's I don't want to do it. My dentist. I'm going to go outside to make a phone call. She tries to push open the door and she's like, there's something that's <laughs> either. It's very windy. Or there's some, there's there's like a there's like a bag of trash I feel like the there's corner. a Carl Lewis sized obstruction she finally muscles muscles the door open and it's Carl Lewis uh, who's been thrown into this doorway he's dead ah you hate to see him but she also is like oh man oh fuck a tornado <laughs> I gotta get this is the best part she's like I gotta get back inside pushes the door open <laughs> to go back inside huh which I'm like, is this, it, this is basically the, um, I think you should leave sketch. The first one where <laughs> the door is, the do- is no, going this, the wrong this, direction. This is the, this, it pulls in. It's, it's, yeah. And then it's just her just, because she could have easily just opened the other, pulled the other door open and been like, oh my God, Carl Lewis. Instead, she just shoves his corpse out of the way. <laughs> and she's like, holy fuck, there's a tornado out here. However, shit's getting sideways at the plant because uh, they're like, there's only a skeleton crew here. Carl Lewis is dead. There's a tornado on its way. And we've lost control of certain functions here at the plant. So they have to decide. They decide, all right, we're going to I'm I'm the shift manager. We're going to call the National Nuclear Regulatory Council, the the Beef Council. (laughs) I'm told they love the Tennessee Titans. The NRC has got to get on the blower uh, and let them know that uh, things are going bad here yes. in Tennessee. They are going to upgrade to a stage one incident. Stage one catastrophe. Okay. Incident. In the Washington District of Columbia, they are uplinking with the power plant to say, all right, dum-dums, we're going to take over from here because you're going to fuck it up. <laughs> I already know. Jake arrives at the plant, and uh, the wind is blowing bad enough that he sees that the satellite that's uplinking to Washington District of Columbia is being is knocked out, is blown yes. over, which ruins the uplink. Uh, so Corinne says, all right, here's what we have to do. And this is a phrase that she will say for the rest of the movie. We have to conserve power. And divert the power to the shields. I I don't know. I like she's yelling at her support staff. Open all forward batteries. 
she, hailing frequencies. We need to get the NRC back on the horn. Yes. Uh, she says, says the tornado has to have a tailpipe. <laughs> How would you like to help me perform surgery on an atom? <laughs> Fascinating. Fascinating. <laughs> uh, they have to conserve power for apparently something forever. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. All that's been knocked out is the phones, but the but the power keeps kind of fading in and out. So they have to conserve power. So they're going to start cutting off power to redundant systems. So Neville, one of the other subordinates here, decides that they need to shut off uh, the redundant electric cooling pumps. He says, we have diesel ones and we have electric ones. The diesel ones will do the job just as well as the electric ones. And if we're going to save power, let's cut off the electric ones and just use diesel. Okay. Corinne meets up with Jake and he gives her an emergency radio and says that he'll go check on Campbell. But... For some contrived reason, the radio only works outside. So, and she can't operate from inside the control room while she's can on she, the radio. Can she put the box outside and then have a long enough cord? Potentially, yeah. I mean, she had a she had a, a long enough cord, but uh, this seems like a very important piece of equipment. So, I think I would just take it with me. Is what I would or- do. Would you build a nuclear power plant where you could, such a device could not work? That seems it seems silly that you would you would do that, but apparently you can't make calls from the control room, and uh, you can't apparently you can't keep an, an emergency radio in the control room either. Okay, fair so enough. So the decision is made that she'll just make a call to the NRC every fifteen minutes. So she'll make a call and she'll say shit's still fucked, and then she'll go back to the control room. How are you guys doing? And play grab ass for 15 minutes and then come back out. And she's like, shit's way still fucked. Yeah. Uh, everything's, this- fu- everything's fucked here. How the Braves doing? And they're like <laughs> down to bottom of the seventh. Fuck. Oh, oh fuck. That's Dave. But I think Fred McGriff, uh, he can, he can bail him out of this. You know what? We might as well blow the plant. It's just, but oh, here's, God. here's the other rub is that she just is just going to leave this emergency radio in this hallway with the doors wide fucking open. <laughs> and you would think to yourself, you don't want to close and open the door every time. Come on. Well, if you're going to do that, you can, it's, it's just like a, it's, it'd be like if I, if I couldn't make a call on my cell phone, right. Yeah. Unless I was outside and then I just left it in the knot hole on a tree. <laughs> I'll just put my phone on the corner. <laughs> Corbin Bernson calls his daughter and he says, Look, I uh, he's been informed that there's been a stage one incident. And he's like, you should leave town. Get the fuck out of town. And she says, well, that's a wild thing to say. I'm not going. Not only am I not going to do that, I'm going to come to you. And he's like, ah, fuck. Well, she also says I'm a nurse, doesn't she? Very brief. Yes. She's like, it's like, shouldn't you go to the hospital? No, I have to come to the police station and and harass a nurse and yell at my dad. And he's like, great. Mark Paul Gossler, while he's out and about going to go look after Campbell, sees two more twisters. Touchdown. Another one. Another one hits the plant. Uh, so again, so the atomic twisters in this circumstance is just a tornado that just happens to hit the plant. And it just tends to blow shit around. And they're like, we got to conserve power. Power. We got It's all about power. Well, it's more like atomic period twister period two separate two separate thoughts 
two different things happening, but they're both happening here. A pipe labeled radioactive begins to leak. Shit's getting bad at Campbell's place, however, and uh, also it's getting bad at the nuclear power plants as those pesky electric pumps from earlier were needed, and now you can't turn them back on. So, uh uh-oh, that pool we were talking about earlier is starting to get a little low on water. Someone looks like an idiot now, don't they? Corinne tries to shut down the reactor, but the reactor's like, Nah, man, can't do it. <laughs> um, I'm in. I'm in the middle of the thing. I'm kind of. I'm, I'm kind of doing something here. Water is needed in the waste pool. That's the yes. problem. Uh, Corinne goes out to tell the NRC. She's like, "Man, I thought shit was bad before. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna believe this. I got news for yous. Uh, One only of the to, idiots that works here. <laughs> only to find out that the open hallway that she left in the middle of the path of a tornado is completely destroyed everything and she got no idea where that fucking radio is anymore yeah so now they're really flying flying blind and uh they need to do something manually in the bowels of the plant in order to get water into the waste pool gotcha back at campbell's uh they're hiding underneath a big mattress and i was half expecting another like oh gross creepy moment but fortunately they pulled back on it However, he doesn't say, why don't we get on top of the mattress? Yeah, that's that was they probably that was sketched somewhere in a pad. And they said, ah, it's in a longer cut. You know what? It would be in there. If if, if it's if we have 15 days to shoot this movie, yes. But we only have 10. So <laughs> we just don't have the coverage for it. We're gonna, sorry. Have, to, we're gonna have to kill our darlings. I'm sorry. Uh, Uh-oh. it's uh, hiding in the bedroom. Oh, They're my God. Shit's shaking. Wind's blowing. <laughs> ah. Grips are just shaking the fake walls and they're like, oh, it's scary. Some grip just whipping leaves at the the two of them, just throwing them as hard as it can. Then it just all stops. And the babysitter who lives in Tennessee, who I I assume would know the The logistics of of how tornadoes work. She's like, it's all better. And literally just walks up to a window and just stands face first in it like she's looking in the the you know the barrel of a gun going yeah oh i can't see anything in here doesn't look like it's loaded then boom boom glass wind blows right through the window sends her flying across the room as the tornado's second half rips through the town the big bosses at the plant show up and tell corinne you're a mad woman you're a maverick uh, cause the three, cause her and her two subordinates have gone down into the bowels in radioactive suits to go turn some thing. Yeah. Uh, to get the wastewater flowing. You gotta, you gotta turn the something. thing. You gotta turn the switch as, as I'm being vague here. Cause the movie is being very vague here. <laughs> cause basically it's like they go down there and they're like, you gotta turn a thing for some reason. Well, no, it's, our it's, diversion. No, it's mumbo jumbo. It's, it's very much like. We need to get water into the pool so we understand what the problem is. And they're like, how are we going to do that? And then jargon, 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 jargon. But the only way we can jargon is if we physically go down there and turn a small a small uh, knob. And they're yes. like, got it. All right. So they decide to go down there. The big boss is up in the control room and he says, I have you got three minutes to figure this shit out or I'm going to lock everything down and uh, we're going to seal it all all up and you guys are gone. I'm not opening that door. You have three minutes. You have a literal ticking clock here. 
However, it's not as easy because her other subordinate says the water leak in here is basically uh, making everything incredibly radioactive. Even if yes. we walk through that water, we'd have about a week to live after that because we'd yes. all have terminal cancer. Yes. Uh, but the well, breaker, the thing that they even, need to hit is on the other even, side of the room. It's not even terminal cancer. What happens is your internal cells liquefy. Your body melts from the inside out. So it's like you're not even going to die of cancer. You're just everything inside of you is going to turn to liquid and you'll bleed to death inside of your own body. But they're like, should be fine. Should Let's be go up. for it. All right. Uh, speaking of which, it'll uh, only kill me if I do exactly if I'm here for exactly three minutes. If I'm here for two minutes and 59 seconds, then it's I walk fine. Scott free. Fine. I have literally three minutes. Speaking of which, uh, Jake arrives at Campbell's place and finds Stacy dead. Who is dead. So, which it, makes got, it, it got Carl even, Lewis, it got Stacy. It makes me feel even worse that I'm like, oh, the kid. The kid, the girl yes. that the kid was creeping on is dead. This is literally her only existence in the film is to be uh, some kind of uh, creeped uh, on. Yeah, some object for the, the son to just creep on until she gets whipped into a wall and has her neck broken. Yeah, as soon as she is no longer serving that function of being like a, an object of desire. It's a very cool die. thing to do to a character. It's like that. It's like that overly uh brutal death in uh jurassic world in the first yes. one the, where the only reasonable character is the woman that's like why do i have to take care of my boss's nephew yes and, and then, then she gets eaten by a she gets half eaten by a pterodactyl and then ripped apart by the biggest dinosaur in the world so it's fucked up that's cool the boss uh warns the nrc on the other hand that they are on the verge of not a, not just a stage one not just a stage two, not just a stage three, but they are on the verge of a stage four incident. Yes. Which we are told earlier is a literal kaboom. Yes. Earth shattering blast. kaboom. Neville, one of the subordinates, decides to sacrifice, <laughs> sacrifice uh, himself and take that risk to walk through the scary water. Yes. And do the dumb thing that makes the thing go down. Because he, he like opens, he like gets. Yeah, he like, it's this very tense walk as he's walking in his dumb suit. Yeah. And then whatever prop master has built the box that they need to do, like in your, in, in his mind, in, in the writer's mind, I bet it's the scene in 2001 where he's like taking out the things. Very no, no, specifically. no. In the, no, in the writer, no, in the writer's mind, it's. Uh, two big wheels that that are the size of a uh, bus uh, steering wheel, like a bus mm -hmm. steering wheel, and he's got to crank these things, and he's got to <sighs> overcome each and every turn, and like sweating, and you could tell that he's getting weak because yes, of he where he barely is. do it, and finally <laughs> one last big turn of it, and then he's dying, and it's thing. like, will it even matter, or is he just gonna die without doing his last purpose? But now here it's just like it is the tiniest the little tiniest wheel, <laughs> little little thing. And it's 
and he just spins one and then he spins the other it reminds then, it reminds me of like the jog function on your dvd on a, player yes on a on a big uh like a uh beta tape yeah. machine as you're kind of scrolling Maybe through two and a half inches and you're just uh, yeah, that's what he's screwing around with. And then we keep cutting to the control room where the, so the people in there are like, it's working. The, what, we're buying ourselves some time. Look at these graphs. That's look, the at the, only... <laughs> look at this PowerPoint. Look, look, at, the, look at the big board. They're going to they're gonna see the big board. Uh, yeah, so, but Neville's basically dead, I guess. I don't know. He, he, walks, back to, he walks back to the window and he's like, it's looking good. <laughs> Gives him a thumbs up. Campbell, meanwhile, has run away from his collapsed house on his bike, forcing Jake, Mark Paul Gossler, to go look for this dumb kid. It's like, I got to find some other girl to perv on. <laughs> he uh, radios Corinne to say, hey, your dumb kid took off. And she's like, you find that fucking kid dead or alive. And I think he's he coming might have with killed me. It. I think he might have killed his uh, babysitter. His I think I think he, he got embarrassed that he perved on her. And he, I think he may have set this whole tornado thing up. <laughs> no because... one's actually seen the tornado. It's only <laughs> him that keeps reporting it. Corinne wants to go look after look for her son, but she's like, I'm needed here. So go find my fucking son or I will perv on you, I guess. I think that's what the implication is. She has been perving on him because she knows about his sex life, which he has kept personal. At the NRC, they decide to find the blueprints of the plants that, uh, and they said there's an old unused diesel engine at the power plant that they could potentially find and help to pump more water into the waste pool. I feel like that wouldn't be in the blueprints. No, it wouldn't. It, that's like, that's it, equipment that would be in the. I don't the, know. The the, the uh, it would be in the inventory is what that. Yeah. Would be. No, they if there was if there was maybe a like an empty room, they're like, this is a supply shack. I'm pretty sure there this a good is this, there's probably an old diesel engine here because it's in an unused wing. Instead, they're like, it'd be like looking at the blueprints of a of a stage and being like, the tape you need is right here. Yes, or yes, or if you looked at the blueprints of an apartment and they were like, the bed is right there, and you're like, why? And they're like, it's bed shaped. <laughs> It's big enough for a bed. (laughs) Well, that's also a living room, isn't it? It's whatever they want to put in there. Meanwhile, Jake tracks down Campbell. And uh, while he's driving, he's like, get, get, get in the fucking car. Just stop it. Just, I, I want this movie to be over. Just get in the fucking car. As he's driving back into town, they see a guy in a car who flags them down. And he see and he points out, hey, there's another car. It's in this ditch. There's a flipped over car in a ditch uh-huh. that's on the verge of sliding into a ravine. Yes. And Mark, you'll never guess. You'll never guess who's driving that car. Slater. AC Slater. Lisa. Uh, they it's Screech. It, Mr. Belding. Mr. Belding. Ashley. The the teacher from the first season Miss, when it took Miss place Bliss. in a different. Yeah. Yes. And, he, and then, no, but Belding came along and said, "Hey, hey, hey, what's hey, going, going on here? here?" No, it's it's uh, it's Ashley. It's Ashley, actually. It's Who? Ashley. Uh, the ex-fiance that yelled him in at the gym, the nurse, right? The, Corbin Bernson's daughter, the 
one from the beginning of the movie the no, one with no, the yellow because no she had a yellow no no as she had no she had a yellow card that no, one the blonde it's a di- but this is a different one are you talking about a leggy thin blonde i am but this is so, yeah the girl from the beginning of the movie it's not the same girl this the is ashley that, the girl that the friend was talking to which friend at the gym uh no the 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 friend is separate the yes the girl the no, no, the other, the one who was mad at Mark Paul Gossler, Ashley. Right. Trust me on this one. Okay. Ex-fiance Ashley is pinned underneath this car because apparently she was doing like sick donuts or something. Like, I don't understand how she veered off uh, the side of the road and flipped her car, but apparently she did. Andrew, if there was a tornado, I would take that as an opportunity to just mess up the community in any way that I possibly could. <laughs> I would just be like, all right. Bye-bye, mailboxes. The car is leaking gas, and oh my God, wouldn't you believe it? Another fucking tornado is on its way. <laughs> so 11 tornadoes are in this movie? How many of them are atomic? Of the 11 <laughs> tornadoes in this movie? I, I'm not sure if they're the same one. That's the thing. Oh, that's... Act three. Uh, they find the diesel pump, but they need diesel fuel for Jesus it. Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, Jake is using the winch on the front of his car to repel down to Ashley. Yes. And in order to keep water in the waste pool, the fire department has shown up at the nuclear power plant to shoot their fire hoses into the pool. So a lot of stuff is all happening at the same time here. The guy uh, that flagged down down. Jake in the first place is like, there's a fucking tornado right (laughs) here. And basically tries to get Campbell to come with them to be like, we got to go, baby. It's over. Campbell says no. And he's like, all right, fuck you. Bye. Which, Mark, would you do the same? Like, you're like, there's a, it's right here. You're going to get us all killed. I'm trying to help you out. Honestly, would, you, would, you, would you keep the charge of the light brigade going here? Or would you just be okay with? Honestly, Andrew, I wouldn't have even flagged down the cops. <laughs> you I... were driven by the, the, the ravine been like, that sucks, man. Like, man, tough break. That sucks for you. And then kept driving. They were like, you're fleeing the tornado. And I'd be like, the what now? <laughs> is that what that siren is? <laughs> he decides to leave because he's a coward. But Campbell, on the other hand, he's a real man. He stands strong. Because uh, Jake's down there and he's like trying to pull Ashley out of the car. They need the wrench to pull him back up. But while he's got his hand on her hand, he has a flash to the mother and the kid from the beginning of the movie, which apparently was a true story. He was telling about himself. Yes, when it's told correctly, it's a true story. Not when he's like, and then Morbius showed up and he was like, no, man, I'm Mor- Venom. That movie isn't even out yet, man. He's like, no, I saw it. Like, no, it's cool. My uncle works my, at Warner Brothers. No, like, I think it's, it's a Fox it's release. A, it's no, it's a Sony movie. Come on, man. <laughs> and he's like, no, I saw it. I played Nintendo no, I 4. I, I played, I played Donkey Kong. <laughs> it's like, well. <laughs> I, I, Donkey Kong. I, I guess I gotta I, believe him. He's got a gun in this one. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, so because he's thinking of his mother, he pulls Ashley out of the car as Campbell operates the winch, pulls them up both to safety. There is a tornado. Literally, he tells her. <laughs> does he tell her at some point? Uh, by the way, when I was saving your life, I thought, I thought my about mother. my mother, and now I'm gonna marry you. <laughs> 
I hope Winks. that's not weird for you. <laughs> She's like, also, we have to sleep at your house because of uh, some some surprise. I wish you hadn't told me any of this. There's a tornado bearing down on them. It's like, oh my god, they they just got out of the ravine, saved, pulled themselves to safety because the car flipped over and exploded. But there's a tornado, so you got ticking clock inside of the ticking clock. Mark Paul Gosler gets down on one knee and he's like. Don't ever let anyone tell you otherwise. <laughs> he says to the little boy, he yes. says, I realize we only have like a second to live, but yes. I have to tell you something. And what does he say? He says, uh, don't ever let anyone tell you otherwise. That was the bravest thing anyone could have ever done. You're a man now. Remember earlier when I said you couldn't have sex until I told you? Well, you can get your rocks off now, my friend. Guess what? <laughs> the world's your oyster. <laughs> uh, it's very weird. Point and shoot. <laughs> uh, it's very awkward. And it seems like this could have been because he's screaming this because of the tornado that's bearing yes, down on them. That's killing them as they speak. This could have we could have put this somewhere else. It's it's odd. I would save it for the very end of the movie. That's what I would do. But something. whatever. Corinne hears the Campbell's okay and that he's a man now. <laughs> oh, okay. you could look out the window all you want, buddy. <laughs> uh, uh, while but while driving, they spy a diesel tanker going the opposite, opposite way. direction. Corinne instructs Jake to use any force necessary to stop that tanker and bring it to the nuclear power plant. Yes. Shoot the guy, put him Kill in him. the field, put him in the tank. I don't, I don't care. care. You just get the, get the tanker here. You, you, uh, you license to kill. And he's like, I've always had that license, baby. I'm a police officer in America. Thank you very much. Yeah, I can kill anyone I want. I don't want to. I don't know how much fuel a diesel engine needs just to get going initially, but like, could you get, do you need a tanker full? I guess is my question. They look, they want it when that blows up, they want it to blow up real good. Okay. All right. Like, cause I'm like, couldn't you radio to anybody driving you, a diesel yeah, engine? Get, get us a gas can. Just get, let's just jump to start. This thing and we can fill it as we go. Yes. Instead. No, they, this tanker, this driver's like, I'm driving right in the middle of like 15 tornadoes in the slowest fucking vehicle in the world. Fuck this. <laughs> Instead, he's also painted as a coward as Zach Morris shows up and pistol whips this as guy. As though any of us would do anything different. That's the thing. He yeah. also Because we also find out that he has heard on the radio that the plant is going to go nuclear. Yeah. And blow and up. Like, so he's like, no, fuck this. No, I'm, I'm, leaving. I'm not doing that. Instead, Jake runs him down. Call me a coward. I w- oh, I'm sorry. I'm a coward. I'm deeply shamed. I didn't want to die in a nuclear blast. I'm sorry. My $35,000 a year didn't opt to cover any of this bullshit. Instead, Zach Morris runs him down, steals the tanker, and decides to drive it to the power plants himself. Steals the tank. Now, there's several important things happening here. Yes. He steals the tanker. Correct. He says something like, oh, haven't been behind one of these in a while, which reminds us of a conversation that he had with his ex at the gym. A very very tossed off line. Yes. Where she mentions that he 
never he doesn't commit to anything. He used to be a truck driver. Truck driver. He used to be a fireman. Mm-hmm. And now he's a cop. He doesn't commit to anything. Blah, blah, blah. So now we're reminded of that. Meanwhile, he leaves a man, a boy who he has just said, you're a man now, with his ex-fiance mm-hmm. <laughs> in a field. Andrew, what do we think? I, all, there's only one way that the little it's, boy is going to interpret this, correct? I mean, it's not, it's not implied, but it's... Oh, it's stated. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he had sex with that ex-fiance. Well, he tried to at the very least. He was like, Twister? She's like, it's blowing the wind's blowing too hard, man. <laughs> well, let's give it a try. Also, there's a truck driver here. It's it's weird. <laughs> the, the Zach Morris arrives with the fuel they just try to do Twister again, and it's the we cut back to the exact same scenario where he's intertwined with the truck driver, <laughs> and she's she's like Left foot red, right foot red. I'm, just, right. I'm just standing I'm just standing here. right here. And he's like, spin it. Oh, left foot yellow. That's going to be tough. <laughs> Step. Uh, the truck arrives with the fuel just in time. And there's a lot of fussing with the pump because Corinne's like, start. God damn you. And it's like, <laughs> it's going to fucking start. So it we starts. Know. We know it's it starts pumping. And oh, my God, they get the water flowing. They did it, folks. Oh, wait a minute. You're leaving out that Zach Morris shows up and he's like, I'm also a fireman. So he puts on a fireman's uniform and starts spraying water into the pool. Yeah. Andrew, I don't know if I'm internalizing, but this reminds me of how like. It's it's like how if someone if if I was if I said, hey, I've done 16 jobs, I can do any of this when the reality is. No, you can. You've done sixteen jobs because you suck at all of them. You were bad at all of them. You can't do any of them. You're lucky you didn't flip that truck over the second you sat in it. Yeah, as soon as he he's got the hose, and they're like, "All right, water's coming on." He has a flash to why he got fired, and it's like him just riding it like a bull. Yeah, happily. Yeah, gleefully. <laughs> Woo! firehouse itself on fire burning down no it would be him they're like turn that on and he's doing it and then we see that he has run the hose into the pool and he is taking (laughs) water out of it (laughs) a lot of steam coming off this water sounds good But they've done it. They filled the water. They put the water the in the thing and then they've done the thing. And then Jake and his fiance are also back on for their wedding. They say he says, I've already met a real man. <laughs> he looks at the kid. Kid gives him a thumbs up. Kid like, goes, no. Nah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> And then uh, we also get that like at the end of Die Hard where it's like everyone's got blankets on their shoulders and it's like, I got to be here for New Year's. Well, <laughs> the guy that they pulled from the, the room that like sacrificed his life that's like leaking his spleen out of his asshole right now. Yes. Is like they like he gives like a solemn nod to Corinne. And she's like, she's good like, job. She's like, oh, he's a dead man. <laughs> would be, she should have been like. Make sure you clock out. Uh, <laughs> you're not getting it. You may have noticed uh, you only worked nine hours today. Uh, so you're, you're not getting anywhere near your OT on this. And that's the thing as well, is that that 
there should have just been an army of lawyers just right there around that guy. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) to be clear, this was completely uh, your decision to do something incredibly unsafe. So this is nowhere, not our fault. Um, Also earlier, like earlier in the movie, Corinne explicitly states that everyone needs to be wearing hazmat suits. And then we don't see anyone wearing hazmat suits. So even though the movie's like, we all made it. I, my whole time I was like, no, everybody's dead. Anyone who is in frame is dead. You want to see, you want to see the doctor's office in like six months. And it's like another one, huh? (laughs) Uh, That is a lot of tumors. And that's the end of atomic twister. Mark we think of atomic twister andrew this movie was bad but there was enough weird dumb decisions in it that i really did enjoy it actually the, i thought yeah i thought it was something going about to... someone writing like what if the sun was the biggest creep <laughs> and then they were like oh yeah let's run with that <laughs> see because you could have put it on like the the subordinate it's like oh the goofy guy is also kind of a perv and then you're like, okay, that's all right. But instead, it's like, what if we made a 10-year-old just the in, just an incredible sicko? And then... An uncomfortable his, his, pervert. But also his character arc is that he's allowed to be a pervert. Yeah. Now now he's not a pervert anymore because he knows he's a how man. To, because he knows how to operate the front of a winch. Yes. He, he knows how to, to push the up button. Every on person on the planet. Men, women. It's It's... Lagomorphs, I don't give a shit. Tennessee, do it all. Tennessee is a weird state, Mark. It's it's in there. It's in their state constitution. Uh, yeah, I think as I said before, I think we both of us had thought it was going to be more of the, in that like Gonzo. Oh my God, uh, it's hit the nuclear power plant and it's heading towards the you know, the, the tire fire. And if it hits that, then it's going to go up into the atmosphere and kill us all. So we got to yeah, there's some I, untested science ray that we have to shoot right into the eye in order to dissipate it. Something, something, something. I guess I also wanted to see the path of a tornado and that, there's just this glowing green. Yeah. Because it's like, oh yeah, it's destroyed all of that and it's irradiated now. They, yeah, there's a cow that's got like a, a leg like coming out of its An forehead. extra eye. Yeah, that would be great. Instead, it's interiors of a uh, of People a thing. People talking on phones, and then we're told, "Hey, there's a it's weather's really bad outside," and we're led to because they keep saying, "Oh my God, we just got hit by another tornado," and that's signified by I shook the camera a little bit. There's a grip, there's a grip behind the wall going like this. Someone throwing some papers, and that's your tornado, folks. Uh, but yes, there are some w- really weird decisions in the script here that I uh, I don't necessarily agree with, but... <laughs> morally or otherwise. But uh, it, it is uh, it is pure fucking schlock, and some people were there for it. Some people just I, like I I feel like Corbett Burnson's like I know what I'm getting into. He didn't have to go outside that one. He would. You never saw him outside. No, the, he was there for a day. We didn't see him outside the police station. He knew what he was there for. I feel like Zach Morris could have played it hammier if he wanted to. Should have played it hammier. Much. Yeah, that's the thing is like 
it should have been him like really shouting to the cheap seats. Just, oh no, another tornado. We gotta go. It's gonna be an atomic twister. You know, and then yeah. screaming and instead, no, the standout is a fucking child pervert. <laughs> Breakout star, child pervert. Child, child pervert. Which makes it memorable, but not for the reasons <laughs> is it a that I think we it want wants. to see more of. Not necessarily. But do it's you, a decision that was made, and I guess I can respect that. Do you think that it would have been better if it was in the vein of I mean atomic oh, train? Atomic Train came out before this, right? Well Atomic Train was it, like 2004. 90... Well, this is 2002. Oh, you think it was the 90s? This is 2002. Oh, you're right. It might have been the 90s, yeah. I think Atomic Train was before this. Uh, regardless, I'm not going to look it up, so don't ask me to. Uh, do you think it would have been better if it was in that? Oh, absolutely. We're just 100%. It's dumb. Way yeah. dumb. We're going to make it as bad as we can. Yeah, probably. It would have been probably more memorable if that was the case. Because again, certainly more memorable. <laughs> this this appeared whenever the Braves had a rain delay. And uh, if your movie's called Atomic Twister, you don't want the most memorable part to be when a cr- a creepy nine year old plays <laughs> Twister. <laughs> I like that. Uh, also, they didn't oh, really. Oh, that's smart. That's smart. The name See? of the game. Wow. Clever. Yeah, I'm just getting it now. Yeah. I also like that they didn't bother to. Uh, do you think Milton Bradley was okay with that? And they're like, you sons of bitches. <laughs> a big plot point of this movie is our game involved in uh, this this nine year old pervert uh, trying to uh, sexually was, assault his babysitter. What was the one where there were sticks and there was a big? T- it was a tube and there were marbles at the top and you had to remove Ker- the stick. Kerplunk. Kerplunk. Yeah, atomic kerplunk. It's um you know that's not bad. That's that's right. that's good. That's good. Uh Mark, would you recommend this movie? To perverts, yes. <laughs> so most of our friends, yes. So everyone I know, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I I don't know if I would recommend it completely because anytime the dumb stuff wasn't happening on screen, anytime like anything with what's her name? Corinne, Corinne. I was like boring. Get out of get, and that she's like the main lead in this of her taking charge and yeah and and being like I'm the shift manager we're gonna we gotta do this we gotta we have to lower the energy here it's me every every month when I get my uh, my Your bill LADWP bill I'm like this is a stage one incident <laughs> we have to lower the power we're gonna have one bulb in every room <laughs> who's running that space heater. <laughs> Andrew, it's cold. It's, I don't care. It's a Get stage one incident. It's state. We don't want to get to stage two. Believe me, we don't want to get to stage two. When you have to pay double digits? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I don't know if I would recommend it. I would I would definitely recommend uh, how insane the child pervert is. <laughs> and it would just be me saying, I saw a movie where, where there's like, a child pervert. <laughs> they very much... Hear, made a heroic child pervert yes and that's the babysitter fucking dies like that's, that's the, most, the worst part is that she died at least like what if if she had lived you could have at least had the scene where he's like i learned from my mistakes i'm not going to be a yes. pervert but i'm a man now so i have to like 
I don't know. There could have been some resolution there. Instead. He says, I can't believe we did that. I'm, you're, I can't believe you did that. That's so brave. Let's finish that game of Twister. He says, no, go fish. Yes, something so like, like that. I can I see you as a human and I care about you and I no. want to be around you. Instead, copped, it's like copped a feel dead. on her and then she got just yeeted right into a fucking wall. <laughs> I put my nose in her butthole and we and now it, she's dead. And she we don't have to worry her about her purpose. anymore. We don't have to worry about her anymore. All right. Well, next. Thank you. Uh, all right. That's Atomic Twister. Mark, uh, uh, let's talk about for next time. Again, we're looking back 20 years in the past that uh, those salad days of 2002. And we're looking at another disaster film, this time from the Fox Network, entitled The Rats. For years, we've been exterminating them. Fox Thursday. It's payback time. A Fox World premiere thriller. The Rats at 87 Central Fox Day. Wow. Uh, 20, 2002. You sure that's a thing? It, it, the, the rats are here and they're... Didn't sound like a thing, but okay. Uh, I don't know. When did the Willard remake happen? Uh, two, I was in college, so 2006, maybe? Well, I th- I'd like to think a young uh, Crispin Glover saw the rats and said, oh. hey, now. But that's for next time on Television Movie Nights. You can always listen to past episodes by going to soundcloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. You can email us at TV Movie Night Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TV Movie Night. You can uh, listen to us and subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review there. It would help us out greatly. You can leave a review uh, on Spotify, as you can also subscribe to us there on Spotify. Leave a star review. It's really fun. Or you can listen to us on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. All that information and more. SoundCloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. Mark. Is there anything else? Andrew, there is one more way to reach us, of course. Uh, uh, Andrew uh, uh, uh. Andrew asked me not to give this source as okay. a, an official area, way to reach us, but you can always visit us on Reddit <laughs> at our Omicron Secrets, okay, Truth, right. Vaccines, Bill Gates, <laughs> forward slash um, Goku. I, you you complained you didn't want me to put Goku at the end, but I feel like it really ties everything together there. I mean, that's where the real truth is. 